because mm. unlike you guys, I have a life and don't pour over them. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Seriously, Ryan, where's the door? Show her to it. Shots fired. Shots fired. Welcome to the Kindred Spirit Podcast, a show all about the board game Spirit Island. Here we'll talk about analytics and strategies within the game, as well as a plethora of other topics that can be found within it. Well, guys, lightning strikes twice. For lo, once again, we have Laura joining us today. Yay! Hooray! Maybe I should say Laura strikes twice? I don't know. Anyway, today we'll be discussing a recap of our first games now that we actually finally have the finalized content. You didn't didn't introduce me. Oh, oh, hi, John. John's here too? (laughs) He's also around. Quiet, you! (laughs) Let's go! Alrighty, boy, where to start? Jagged Earth has so much stuff in it, I feel as if we can talk for, like, hours. Oh, wait, we probably will. (laughs) (laughs) We have, and we already will. So, one thing I wanted to get in right off the bat, which was pretty funny, was something we mentioned in episode three long ago, when we were talking about player counts, and we were talking about a similar topic, which was how many times have you guys played multiple spirits at the same time? Maybe doing double duty, having two spirits at a time, three spirits at a time. I remember asking John what his preferences were on that, and he said, I hate it. (laughs) You love it now. We do it all the time. Say you like it, John. (laughs) I know that Laura likes it. I wear sleeves to hide the bruises. (laughs) You can't say that. (laughs) Guys, not again. I told you we wouldn't do this again. (laughs) But anyway, I personally like doing one at a time only because it's easier for me to interact with other players when I'm not completely divided my attention on It is a downside. We have talked about that, yeah. Yeah. You have to make more of an intentional effort to not use your spirits just with each other but across the board. And hey, if you can multitask perfectly fine with it, go for it. My attention span is like sufficiently taken up when I'm doing two people. So anyway, what I mean to bring up with all this is that we asked you guys if you had ever played double duty or triple duty or quadruple duty and we were thinking i wonder what the craziest what the highest number well there is this one dude that we were made aware of on tabletop simulator who played all 24 (laughs) spirits his wife hates him. all 24 (laughs) spirits it took him like 36 hours to complete the game it's almost a work week oh my gosh that's just insane so here i am struggling with two and then they just went right for the jugular like two three 24 <laughs> How many rules were missed? Yeah, oh my gosh. Funny thing is, though, that guy played that new card, the To Dream of a New Land or whatever, mm-hmm. where you add a board. So he had 25 <laughs> boards on there, like, of course. Wait a minute. He made it even again, though, because then he played Brian Deep. Oh, dude. <laughs> Back to 24. Yeah, uh, we don't need you. Just nuke him into orbit. <laughs> That's just hilarious. If this podcast ever reaches the ears of that guy, props to you, man. I don't know how you did it. My brain would have exploded, but... I'd like to interview him. I'd like to. Call us at 555-2602. Fun fact, you know that there is no phone number that exists that starts with 555? How come that's become like the cliche? I don't know. But if ever you hear on a show or the radio or on a movie, if a number starts with 555, it's a fake number. Mm. So that's like the go-to thing to verify that this is a fake number. So it's not like a 86753. Oh, sorry. Uh, Anyway. That's why the girl never replied to me. (laughs) Oh, John. (laughs) Hey, what's your number? Hey, hey, hey. (laughs) I I love you, wife. (laughs) 
Hey, baby, what's your number? Uh, five, five, five. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this didn't go that well, I'm guess. <laughs> I guess. I'm sorry, guy. <laughs> Do I still people to check? <clears throat> anyway, uh, Spirit Island. So, one thing we briefly discussed before Jaggedoth came out was the whole aspect of Badlands tokens. Obviously, we had four tokens that came in Branch and Claw with the Beasts, the Wilds, the Disease, and the Strife tokens that came in and how cool they were and how we love each of them. And then we heard about this Badlands and how it could be like a double-edged sword because it could be bonus damage against invaders, which is cool, but it could also be bonus damage against the Han, which I'm not really a big fan of. Mm. So at the time, I was like, well, I don't know. I haven't used it yet. haven't seen an execution. And I remember I was like super worried and John and I both expressed concerns about this because I'm like, I don't want to have this permanent token, which by the way, it is a permanent token. As of right now, maybe in future expansions, they can have stuff they can get rid of it. But trading lightly was the Correct. Approach. We, we wanted to make sure Cast that it was... Cast down into the Briny Deep can get rid of it, just the whole board. <laughs> just make sure that every single Badlands you replace is on that one and then just mix the board so once again Briny Deep's crazy extreme love that card <laughs> awesomeness yeah, awesomeness. Just the measures. Extreme measures to Is that the... the Webster's? Awesomeness? Awesomeness. That's true. Just the extreme measures that Brenny Deep can bring to the game can just help us in that ridiculously specific instance. Anyway, <laughs> but the funny thing is, though, now that we've played a few games of Jagged Earth, and now that we've kind of played with Badlands, I have completely done a 180, and I freaking love this Love them. <laughs> <Love. laughs> I am spanning Badlands all the time. Oh, my word. I'm like, ooh! Yes! Especially if a miner comes up oh, and your spirit doesn't utilize them. And it like, was ooh. so not as bad as I thought because if you do a defend card and stuff you still block the damage before it happens and so if you can negate the damage before the damage is dealt then the Badlands is not a threat to you and then so long as you have Dahan in there bam sweet or I mean I guess there doesn't have to be Dahan in that land to make use of Badlands but oh I love it not gonna lie I did not know that's how Badlands work (laughs) until right now So I just learned something. <laughs> it's a learning experience. <laughs> no wonder I did not care for them. Yeah, no wonder why you played Lord terribly. <laughs> He's not wrong. I did. I'm just kidding. I always like forget we'll to like, add that. the damage and stuff. And I didn't know that if you block the damage, then the bad lands right. don't count. So it's right. not if they do two damage, it's not three damage that you now have Immediately, to defend. Immediately, right. No damage is going through. Right. Wow. It's very, very critically important to understand the specifics of how Badlands goes because it's not damage. The Badlands the land is there. Too. It increases damage, like the base damage, period. So mm-hmm. it's not like, oh, there's a city here, and if there's a Badlands, that means the city does four damage. I can see why you might be that's tempted to I think. Thought. I can see why you might think that's the case, and it's very similar to that. It's if the damage goes through, additional the human then that was also. just damaged will be dealt one damage per Badlands in that land. So what that means is if you can stop it, then the Badlands doesn't do anything. So if you're like as... me, and you were playing that Badlands wrong, hopefully now we helped clear that up for you. There you go. Hey. Hey. <laughs> as a helpful reminder, Badlands... Badlands only goes against humans, not the land. So that is very, very, very incredibly helpful to know because I saw one. Also didn't know that. (laughs) You did. (laughs) There's the door. Get out. (laughs) Well, (laughs) Well, you guys stop fighting on my podcast. (laughs) This is our counseling. Thanks. (laughs) Anyway, I kind of felt bad in one way once I saw the finalized content that came in, which, by the way, I'm so glad that we can actually now definitively look at these cards and look at these player boards without having to do the stupid, maybe this will get changed. And if this stays, and this is a really cool thing. Well, just as a word to the wise, our hype lists were made and were based off of beta content. 
pre-release content that was not finalized. So not to say that every single thing that we discussed in the hype list is completely void and no longer applies to the game, but there are combos, there are things that we described in the hype list that have since changed. Why? Because the cards in question, the characters in question, the powers, the passives, some of them have stayed the same. A lot of the values though, maybe got tweaked here and there and some combos are no longer possible. So a lot of Vengeance's stuff that we talked about in the hype list no longer can work in the exact same way that we described it in the hype list because that was his beta version. Yeah, basically skip over everything that we said about <laughs> Vengeance because we're like, this spirit's going to be awesome. And then they and nerfed him into the ground <laughs> and he sucks. <laughs> New shadow. <laughs> New aspect inbound. <laughs> I'm kidding. Anyway, so just the hype list is made off of beta content. Don't take it super seriously as law. So, But anyway, still listen to it. That's right. <laughs> so the basic strategies of what the characters can do is more or less the same. So anyway, the reason why I bring that up is because A, it qualifies the hype list that we concluded a few episodes ago, and it's a good qualification for what we are about to do, which is talk about the finalized, <gasps> finalized people and the games that we've had. So you may hear us describe something that sounds different from what we described earlier, and that's probably because this is the finalized version. So we are just going to get right into it. With my hype list, as you guys know, I have my hype list as my guide to which spear I play next. I have done, as of right now, I have done eight games of Jagged Earth, which means I'm all the way up to position eight. Volcano I played as last night. It was great. I will talk about that later. So I'm going through my hype list a little bit at a time. And so it was so much fun. So I already talked about Mist. Mist was my number one, as you guys may remember. And so on episode nine, I believe it was, we talked about my first game with Mist. And John talked about his game as well because he was there. So now we're going to get into just the next people. And so that is Downpour. So we've all played as a lot of these spirits. I think you guys have actually played more of these spirits than I have because, you know, you guys are married. You guys do like date night stuff and you guys like play all that. And so since I'm single, I don't have that luxury. Wait, we got to tell that joke of you and Laura snapping each other and you're like, I'm not surprised. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Lord, so the joke. So my 30th birthday came up, and as we all know, COVID birthdays suck. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Sorry. I'm old now. Um, You're 30? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, continue. The kids still think I'm 18 at school. It's great. Aww. But my birthday came up, and John set up a surprise birthday party for me with another couple that also liked Spirit Island. We were just going to go on a dog walk with them, and they invited us in because John claimed he had to use the bathroom. Nice. So we went inside, and they had Spirit Island all set up and a taco bar, and it was a wonderful evening. That's and awesome. six spirits. So John and I got to play two each and whatnot. So I snapped right. Are you okay, John? Are I you okay it. then? I love playing two <laughs> he, spirits. He says that through <laughs> gnashing teeth. <laughs> Do anything for you. <laughs> Things you do for marriage. Uh, <laughs> anyway. But I snapped Ryan that we were playing this because I'm like, woo, we're playing this for my birthday. And he's like, Yeah, I saw yes. that a mile away. <laughs> yeah. And then she said, wait, really? I was like, oh, are you kidding? Okay, Laura. <clears throat> so, <laughs> anniversary. You guys play Spirit Island. Date night. Them over on our anniversary for Spirit Island. <laughs> on date nights, you guys do Spirit Island. Oh no, your birthday's coming up? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what you'll be doing. Rainy so. day? <laughs> Downpour! Hey! Fun fact, though, one thing that's kind of funny is our love for Spirit Island kind of permeates even normal day-to-day conversations. So sometimes when it's raining outside, I'll get a text from John being like, dude, downpour's out here so much! Or like a mist or something. I you know. see those flocks of birds, like everybody posts on Reddit, and you just see the flock of birds take off, and it's no longer that, like, carbine from Dunland High! <laughs> now it's, oh, there goes many mines flocking around. Lord of the Rings reference. Yes! <laughs> so, but yeah, no, like that one time we were driving home from your parents' house there was a dude when they needed to help them move and yeah. it was like really foggy that night 
right? Mm. And we're like, dude, Shroud of Silent Mist is all about here. <laughs> Nothing's going to heal tonight. <laughs> I know. I can't breathe. <laughs> Suffocating Shroud. <laughs> Let me die. <laughs> no. It's just what one fear generation looks like. (laughs) Anyway, so Downpour drenches the world. Let's get into it. So Downpour. Downpour is one of those spirits that I didn't understand how cool they were the first time I played it. And then the second time I played it after watching John play it, I was like, oh, this is actually super, super, super cool. Mm. I love when they have all of the elements on their track. Now I just went back and played Earth and I was like, where's your elements, buddy? Dude, I've done the same thing. (laughs) When you play a moderate or a high complexity guy and you go back to like a low complexity like alright let's see what I can oh no oh there's like no bonus stuff on my track I literally kept lifting up my little presences like is there one under here (laughs) how do I trigger innates now (laughs) what do you mean card plays what is that word innates you used plural oh Oh. that's true low complexity (laughs) we did the aspect <laughs> that's not this episode. That's not this episode. Okay. Anyways, it was very good. You should play aspects. I know. I remember when I looked at River the first time. I was like, "What is this? Reclaim one?" Oh, <laughs> that was like the craziest. Oh, oh, oh. Thing. <laughs> that meme of like brain activity just getting more and more. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But yeah, I love having elements on a track. It's so fun. And I love that option to discard two of my cards. But instead, I get two additional water Water elements. elements. Which is so useful for them. Oh, it was so wonderful. And you're able to actually bank up quite a lot of money if you're like, oh, I don't need to repeat a card. I'm just going to like get cash, get cash. And then I can play a big card. I love that mechanic. What oh, changed so from the first game to the second? Because you said there's been like a huge difference. I think sometimes it does just take me a little while to figure out the strategy of it. Mm. Because unlike you guys, I have a life and don't pour over them. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Seriously. Ryan, where's the door? Show her to it. Shots fired. Shots fired. Our second and last episode. <laughs> don't get attached, listeners. I mean, no phone, but... Whose house are you in? <laughs> I've always been garbage at strategy. Ryan can tell you I grew up with Ryan and his family and whatnot. And my best friend was always very, very good at strategy and planning things out and thinking forward ahead. And I was always like, I don't know, let's just like dive in and kind of see what happens. And so with the spirits... We're when trickster. I, <laughs> when I dive in and like see what happens, then oftentimes you're like, oh, I didn't realize that that's how that strategy is meant to work until... Yeah, sometimes you just got to see it in person. Right. I mean, you could look at a board or like a piece of paper or something that has information on it as far as, oh, how this character is supposed to work. But until you actually like do it, it doesn't like click. This worked exactly. well when you watched Ryan play Sharp Fangs and then... Yes. Mm. I didn't get Sharp Fangs with like the moving around of the beasts and everything. And you were like, you know, do your thing and then set up for your next thing until I saw Ryan play that out. And then well, I was like, ooh, now I want to go back and play it again. Yeah. In episode eight, you did say you were a visual learner. So... I am. Ooh. And a tactile learner. Yeah. Just like, I'll figure it out. <clears throat> Give me the things. Let's do it. Right. One thing that I did do Thursday, we played and I played Downpour. Mm-hmm. The removing blight by removing your presence like, mm. I, somehow it didn't quite make sense to me with the gift of abundance with the destroyed presence that you can just keep taking yourself off the board and then putting yourself back on the board. Breaking news. We interrupt this program with urgent developments. Delivering the facts straight from the source. We turn it over now to Editing Ryan live at the scene. Good evening, everyone. We apologize for the disruption of the program. My name is Editing Ryan, which is the version of me who does all of the editing of these episodes in between recording sessions. At this immediate moment, I am in my pajamas on a Sunday evening. This is actually not the first time I've spoken to you, although it is the first time I've spoken directly to you in this fashion. Every now and then, I add a comment or clarification to something that we've said during an episode, 
Have you ever heard me make a comment and the volume sounds noticeably different, or maybe the tone of my voice sounds different? Well, that's because those are comments made by editing Ryan, like I am doing right now. At first, I didn't care about blending them in, so in the first few episodes, it's really noticeable. Thankfully, though, I've started to care just a little bit more, so I put a bit more effort into modulating the sound to make it fit in better. Here at the KSP, we take the concept of correct rule understanding very seriously. You see, we have a unique responsibility to three people. First, we have a responsibility to ourselves as gamers to verify that we have a correct understanding of the rules of a game because it is important to play the game that the designers produced with the rule set that they intended. Even though every gamer reserves the right of personal ownership to their own games and experiences that they've paid money for, we owe it to ourselves to know what the original experience is so that we are not cheating by a lack of knowledge with the rules. Secondly, we have a responsibility to the makers of the game, because even though it is okay to have a rules blunder here and there, it is quite different to publicize incorrect information with such a public platform that we now have. It is an unfair representation to their product, as well as our own integrity of who we should be as gamers. And lastly, we have a responsibility to you, the listeners. Yes, we may talk about subjective things, such as house rules, preferences, and opinions on the show, but we also talk about objective things as well. It is critically important that we promote an accurate and truthful account of the objective elements <laughs> of the game because it would be wrong to influence our listeners with incorrect information and therefore become an obstacle of confusion with our various comments or statements. Usually, I do my best to clarify issues like these during the editing of an episode, or I may cut it out entirely. There have been many statements that we've made in past episodes that you've already listened to that were 100% incorrect. Luckily, though, I caught most of them in the editing phase and cut them out so that you never heard them. However, that being said, we are human and are imperfect. There are a slew of things that we are incorrect here and there on, and so some things slip past my notice. For example, in episode 2, I said that Sharp Fang's first innate power is called Joining Hunt. This is not true. It is actually called Ranging Hunt. Now, this isn't a huge problem or massive oversight. It is something little. But what if I had the wrong idea on something big? My earlier statements still ring true that I have a responsibility to get the rules right, regardless of whether or not it is a big thing or a small thing. So why am I telling you all this? Why did I interrupt the program? Well, in the episode, Laura just made a statement. A statement that I, in the episode, will comment on. Editing Ryan interrupted the program right after her statement, but directly before episode Ryan's reply. Editing Ryan did this because episode Ryan makes a comment that is incorrect. Episode Ryan calls out Laura for something that she did quote-unquote wrong. In truth, Laura actually did the rule correctly. I was the one who was actually in error. Usually during the editing process, I would just simply cut out the wrong rule statement, as I have done before in the past, and move on. That is not what I'm going to do here, however. I'm actually going to leave it in, because what follows is a wonderfully comedic moment, and I didn't want to lose that moment in the cut. The rule in question here is this. Is there a difference between the words removed and destroyed? I can tell you now, listener, that I have the correct answer. And that answer is... Depends. If you are talking about spirit presence, then no, there is no difference. 
If you are talking about invaders, then yes, there is a difference. Personally, I wish it was a unified answer across the board, but it isn't. I feel as if it lends itself to be slightly confusing, but oh well, whatever. In the original rulebook, it says that remove and destroy are distinctly different. Just for clarification purposes, it is speaking about invaders. Removing an invader is different from destroying an invader. The original rulebook also never directly states anything about the difference between the words remove or destroy when talking about spirit presence. Or at least, I have looked in that book many times and I have yet to find such a difference. Because of this, I thought that it was the same for both words. And thus, this understanding of the terminology went across the board. However, in the back of the Jagged Earth rulebook, there is now a helpful clarification to assist with this issue. I have the Jagged Earth rulebook in front of me right here and now, and I will read it for you. You can find this on page 28. After presence is destroyed or removed, it is put beside the island board and considered destroyed presence from then on. The only difference between the cases is thematic. Removal is generally voluntary. One thing that aided my confusion in this matter was the fact that on Downpour's Innate, it says that you can remove a presence to get the effect, whereas on Rampant Green's player board, it says that you have to destroy one of your presence to get the associated effect. If both are voluntary, then why are they handled with different verbiage? Why is it remove for Downpour, yet it's destroy for Rampant Green? Oh well... All has been made clear to me at this point, no harm, no foul. As this relates to this episode, here with Laura's statement, she was removing presence, but then getting it back with the card Gift of Abundance, which says that you can get destroyed presence back. I thought that those words remove and destroy meant two different things, and technically they do, just not in this instance. They are different when talking about invaders. They are the same when talking about spirit presence. And when I say they are the same, I mean that whether you remove or destroy a presence, you take it away from the board and put it in a little pile somewhere off to the side. That little pile is considered destroyed presence. There are some additional statements about this in the Jagged Earth rulebook, but I will leave you to check that out on your own time if you would like to do so. Once again, you can find that near the bottom of page 28 of the Jagged Earth rulebook. At this time, I will return you back to episode 11, but I'll rewind it back just a few seconds right before Laura makes her statement. So just keep in mind that what comes next is a comment made from my past self. Although it is incorrect, it is also hilarious. Right before I go, I want to add one quick note. I listen back to these episodes throughout my day to check for things and to hear how they sound. I usually don't wear earbuds or headphones. I usually listen to them in the car. Well, this past week, I was listening to them at work, where I am required to listen to music with earbuds or headphones if I want to do so. I didn't realize how loud we get and how often that happens. I apologize for all the times we blew out the eardrums of those of you out there who listened to these episodes in such a way. Like in episode 3, where John made the joke that Laura was pregnant with twins and I lost my mind. So, as a public service announcement to all of you headphone users out there, the next few moments will be decently loud, and so lowering the volume may be a good idea. This has been your Urgent News Update, delivering the facts straight from the source. This is Editing Ryan, signing off. Somehow it didn't quite make sense to me with the gift of abundance, with the destroyed presence, that you can just keep taking yourself off the board and then putting yourself back on the board. Now, does it say you may remove a presence from that one? Oh, shoot. 
Yeah, see, that's the problem with him. Were you cheating? <laughs> I was cheating! <laughs> Here's the thing, Wait, though. Wait, so remove doesn't mean, like... Destroy and remove are two different things. Gosh darn. Because <laughs> Gift of Abundance, if I'm not mistaken, says... I'm leaving! <laughs> no, I'm showing myself out! There's the door! Everything I love about this game is because I read the dang card wrong! I'm leaving! <laughs> I had a thought about letting that slide, but I'm like, I can't. I don't want someone to get the wrong idea. Uh, we'll hear it well, in the think about it this. think about it this way. It would be really, really OP if you could just infinitely remove blight yeah with it dude. was <laughs> i was wondering <laughs> i had Wait, part of the wildfire sitting right next to me blighting up everything thank you jp and i'm like oh that's okay i can get rid of it and hey look i'm gonna add myself back again and i'm just like here i go there i come here i go there i come dang nabbit <laughs> i don't want to talk about it anymore you guys go Oh, that was fun. <laughs> we're like frazzled, like we're just kind of like speechless. We don't know what to do. Like, well, that happened. <laughs> By the way, JP is the name of my other brother, if you're wondering who that is. That's the first time he's been mentioned on here by name. Right at you, JP. You Stratego backstabbing wipe. Anyway. <laughs> Hang on. That innate, though, it says you may remove. So I just like using yeah, that presence I, to get energy. I do it more for late game stuff. Luckily, you can destroy a few presents during a game or remove a presence during the game, but it's not actually that bad. Like, it's not super bad. I mean, yesterday I played as Volcano where I destroyed all my presents except for one. Mm. Literally had one. If they got me there, I would have died. But I'm like, it yeah. doesn't matter. Add it right back. I'm fine. So point being, it's actually not so bad that you permanently get rid of a presence, even if it's by removing. But I do like the fact that he has that option, but that's one that I don't spam all the time because destroyed, remove. It looks like it's the exact same thing. And I totally get the whole reasoning of like, that is the same thing, right? Oh, it's close. And I can see why you'd be tempted to think that it is the same thing. But it's not quite destroyed as... You still did a good job, baby. I yeah. will say, I do appreciate that they are so specific with their words. So that right. it does help solve a lot of those things. If you remember that the specific words mean different things. Right. It can be really bad for players that aren't as super defined on, like, strict verbiage on stuff. And they use slang for things. Like, oh, I'm going to move this bro over here. Dahan or whatever. Or like goober or whatever. It's kind of fun to use slang turns like that. But every now and then, the more a game has specific verbiage, you aren't as viable to use slang. You know what I mean? Kind of, I don't know, it's something I've noticed a lot in certain games. But, like, for instance, cumulative powers on innates. The word instead is very important. If the word instead wasn't used, it's cumulative. Do it all. If the word instead is used, it is not cumulative. Okay, mm. that is a, an example of a very specific word that has a big effect on the game. And destroyed, removed, that's another one. Luckily, this game isn't, like, chock full of them for those people that like to use slang for various things. But I agree, I do find it helpful when it says destroyed, or removed. Too. One interesting thing you talked about when you were playing the game, you were kind of like, oh, I finally got to two card plays. But it was just so funny her saying that because with Downpour, you were playing three or four cards. I didn't even know you only had one card play okay. for the longest time. I did, kind of she, by obviously accident. Obviously with repeating. I would hit the energy track real hard. Quotations right. energy track, which they, is basically just element, element track. track. <laughs> Between Downpour right. and Stone. No, you're right. It's just like, it's so chock full. Yeah, of I got to that move up presence and got to the water on the card plays track and then okay. I was like, I'm just right. gonna really hit up the top it. one. But what's also right, cool though is that, that it gives you flexibility because if you don't use it for repeats then you can use it for gaining energy. Yeah. Which I think is so cool like both thematically and mechanically. I've really noticed cool. that about the Jagged Earth Spirits is some of the base game there's like a right way to play the spirit and if like I need to get to this part of the track before I can start going to energy. Yeah. But with these I feel like there's more flexibility. Right. Mm. Like for instance with Shadows there is a right there's way to one, play them. There's one way. Or there's a wrong way to play them. With Downpour there is a different way to play them. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. see the difference? One's right, one's wrong, one's different, one's different. So, like, which is better? You know, I personally like this one. Yeah. Like you said, John, mm-hmm. I like choices. Me too. So I feel as if that's more freedom to the player, and I think that's a more well-designed and more balanced character is one that can do different things as, yes. as opposed to people that are kind of restricted into one lane. When we get to our tier list, you'll notice that a lot of the people in my list that are lower on the list are those characters who are defined on rails, so mm. to speak. So they're like a train. They can only go where the track is versus a car, which can go anywhere. The people that can go anywhere, multiple choices, I like it. But in the same way that Downpour has like an mm-hmm. element track and he can use it just in such a variety it's of so ways. so fun. Love it. Mm-hmm. You had one big turn, I just want to mention, where you removed four blights in one slow phase or oh, something. Oh, that was one of the cheating times. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> No, I had a card. You had a I had card. a card to remove blight. You were not cheating. I, well, right for on. one of them. Oh. I, I actually have something my very presence, similar. But yes, I did spam a blight removal card and we were about to blight the island, but in the fast phase, I was able to hit that three times. And it's so cool to find a thing that maybe, like, it's really nice, but it's like small in portion. So like, maybe two fear. That's like a small portioned good thing to the team. Mm-hmm. Moving a blight, that's a small portioned good thing to the team. But then Downpour can come in and just repeat that thing. So instead of being a small portioned good thing, it's that six times, or, well not six times, up to five times. But you know what I mean. Like, two fear, rain of blood, let's just get some fear. And it's thematically appropriate to repeat that one. Two fear, four fear, five fear, six fear, ten fear, whatever. And then they're moving blight. Remove one blight, two blight, yeah. three blight, four blight, five blight. Like, it's just yeah. these copies. I It's so much fun. Yes. So, oh goodness, I remember when I did my downpour game. It was actually my second game, because obviously my hype was downpour was two, so it was my second game. And I was playing with two new people who had never played Spirit On before. For, mm. And the other people that I was playing with was a husband and wife. He played as Earth. She played as River. And this was actually a fantastic three-player team with River, Downpour, and Earth. So one thing I wanted to say right off the bat, though, was one of the things I mentioned in Episode 7 with Downpour was the fact that if you have Downpour on a team with Finder, you can have what I nicknamed Team Medbay, which was Downpour mm. can get you one of your destroyed presents back, and then Finder can go and move it back to where your presence was. Technically, that is still true, and that's something that can still happen. However, I was really underselling the mobility that Downpour has. The amazing, wonderful mobility that Downpour has. Why? Yes, although Finder can go and move your other buddy's presence back to where it was, Downpour can simply just fly over there, make it a wetland, drop off the presence, and fly out of there. Mm-hmm. You can move three presents with this dude. One of which is from a growth option, two of which is just from his tracks. Mm-hmm. So, you can just go bleep bloop, and just fly over there and be like, here's your stuff, buddy. Drop their presents back. All right, buddy. Later. And just fly away. (laughs) So, yes, you can have Finder assist with that if you want, but you just need... Sounds like Finder's S tier. Is that what you're (laughs) saying? <laughs> Can't wait for my I tier list. I don't know. This guy also kind of sounds like yeah. oh, right. <laughs> But this guy is a really good healer. You know, he can really help the team as far as the fact that, hey, man, I lost some of my presents. Oh, no. Well, don't worry, fam. I can go over there. Not only can I go and get your presents back, and I can even give you energy or let you repeat power cards, but I can even go to the spot where it was mm. and drop it off for you. And heck, hey, did you like where it was? Eh, I'd rather go over there. Cool. Just talk with your buddy. Where would you like me to drop it off at? I wanted to go over there. Okay, I'll just fly over there drop it off because you can move sacred sites which is insane Mm -hmm. that's something that i really like so his mobility was something i undersold when i was talking about it i just didn't realize that at the time but now that i saw it in practice it was great so you only need downpour for that strategy but it's pretty dope 
Ironically, what I did on my very first turn, I did growth option two right off the bat. <laughs> yes. I, I like that tactic, and actually. So it's funny because I don't think any spirit ever uses their very first option on turn one. Why would you? The reclaim option one? No one ever does it. So it's always ever two and three. Mm-hmm. Some people would do three because it's not as aggressive and it doesn't make you discard power cards. Build and, your hand. And mm-hmm. since you start off with four power cards, to do the second one means you have to discard two, which means that you must pretty much go and reclaim on your first one. Well, I didn't actually mind that so bad because I did the card Dark Skies Loose a Stinging Rain. What I did is I actually copied that one and did it twice. On my very first turn, I was repeating cards already. And that was the, the effects. That was the card that says, from range one of a wetland, isolate target land, then you can push up to one explore and up to two to Han. So what I did was from game start, the initial explorers, I immediately, push, push, get out of this land so that way they would go and build. So it was definitely something that you don't have to do, but I thought it was kind of funny how they said, you know, you can use your second growth option for a burst turn and here I am right out the gate. <laughs> just, just right out the gate. So one thing that I did though was I feel as if I could do this guy a little bit better. I kind of want to do him again. When I'm done with my list of people, I want to get to this guy again. Pretty quickly? Pretty quickly because I feel as if I could have done him better. I went down the mobility route first, believe it or not. I actually went down the card play track okay. before I went and did the element track. I think think it may have been more successful if I did a little bit better job balancing the two because I really think I should have focused on his second and eight which has the plant element in there mm-hmm. and on the top track you can actually get access to a plant element but I didn't get there for a long time but mm. the reason why I went mobility is because the very first card that I picked up when I gained new power cards was a minor power card called steam vents which as you know is a wonderful card that is fast costs one energy and it says you just kill and explore and if you have three earth you can actually kill a town. But what's really nice is that it's in the fast phase, kill an explorer, which means it's perfect for a lone explorer who's about to build something. And so the only caveat, though, is that yes, it's cheap, yes, it's fast, but it has to be in a land that you are in. It is range zero. Mm. Usually, I don't really use this card because it's only in a land that I am in. Well, this guy can be so mobile that what I did was I would repeat that card twice all the time. Prevent build? All the time. And so in a land that I am in, I can move. Mm-hmm. So I just move over, bink, bink, two guys. Move over, bink, bink, two guys. Move over, bink, bink. So I don't really mind the fact that I did mobility first because I had a card that let me take advantage of that mobility and use it to great effect. Why? Because that was two less builds that were happening every time I repeated steam vents. Mm. And every time I did, like I said, I just moved over. Like, noom, just flew over there. Kind of like a Spitfire just <laughs> getting rid of these little explorers. I wish it gave me fear for doing that, but hey, preventing a build from a single explorer is so nice. Because have you ever like prevented something and then the next turn you're like, oh my goodness, I'm so happy of my past self for doing that. That was so Because the land's empty. Yes. You're like, oh, why is oh, this jungle empty? Oh, I stopped when you it. Completely, <laughs> when you completely clear a land on like the build phase. And, oh no, where are they going to ravage? I already cleared that spot like a turn ago. Oh, I love that feeling. Yes, some time mm-hmm. to like prepare for our next thing. That way you're like, okay, this turn... I need to go and maybe reclaim and kind of gather my strength. So this is going to be a pretty lame turn for me. And, or shut oh, hey, look, Han around. Like, I need a minute. I need a minute to, like, regather yeah. and recoup. Yeah. And, hey, look, I bought myself some time with her. Yes! Now would be a perfect time to do that. Using the mobility and steam vents, that combo of mobility and steam vents worked perfectly, especially with the fact that I can repeat them. In my early games, just playing Spirit Island in general, you would t- 
told me something that I never forgotten. I think it actually helped me and Laura as better players. Where don't be reactive. You have to be proactive yeah. with this game. If you're only reacting to where they're about to ravage, or if you're scrambling, you're not going to win the game. If you're proactively, yeah. like you're saying, killing off explorers, cutting the snake at the head, mm. you're going to win the game. I don't think there's a lot of characters that can perfectly react to everything that's no. happening. You're going to have mm-hmm. to let some slide, and you have to do like a half and half. Some hold down of what is happening, and the other half is thwarting what's about to come. Mm-hmm. The only people that might be able to do it really well, Earth can, because if he copies his own cards of Year of Perfect Stillness, maybe. Many Minds is really good, I think, at like holding people down. And but a like very you said, fast spirit. But that's very, and high defense. But that's yeah. very hard to do, and I feel as if it requires you to be really, really ace on And uh, it gets old, because soon that land's going to build again, and unless you right. left the Han there, you right. really didn't Stalling is really much. important, but stalling prolongs a problem. It doesn't fix it. I feel like it wasn't until Jagged Earth that I really started understanding mm. that because I was finally okay with Blight. Those not blighted island cards right. really help out because you're like, I don't know what it's going to be, but it might be something decently good. So, okay, yep. yeah, that's going to blight and that's going to blight, yep. but I'm setting up to do a cool thing later on. Yep. So it's yep. fine. So, yeah, I love the mobility and steam vents. Before, steam vents was a card that I don't usually use unless I'm a mobile spirit, kind of like maybe Thunderspeaker or maybe Fangs. Yeah, zero range cards aren't my favorite. Right. And like, that'd be a terrible card if you're Volcano <laughs> <laughs> or something. Right. But you're right. That's a great one for downpour. So, and that was my first card. Literally my first card. I thought that was a really lucky pull. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, love it. That was a great one. One thing that was so great though was that team that I was on because I was on River and Earth's team. And River and Downpour worked so well together in this game. And yes, they were water spirits. We talked about how Downpour will play well with each of the water spirits in various ways. Mm-hmm. And in the exact same way that we theorized Downpour would play well with River, in this game, it happened. Why? Because I would have a sacred site on a land that was like a mountain, but it counts as a wetland. So River, she was able to kind of worm her way in there and she's like, hey, it's a sacred site now, and now her cards were able to be played from mm-hmm. there. It was fantastic. Furthermore, our River player, she had never ever played before, so it was her first game, so she blighted a few times and lost some presents. And I said, hey, don't worry about it because I can get you back. Not only can I get you back, but I can put you back in one of my lands. And guess what? Since I have sacred sites all over this place, I was able to go make a sacred site for her and drop off her presents in a mountain that I had a sacred site in, yeah. so it's a wetland. So she was able to get all of her cards or innate power that requires sacred sites to be cast and so it was just a fantastic combo throughout the game I actually healed River several times at least twice and three times I healed myself once because I got opt helping another player with something however another thing that was so great was Earth because Earth also allows for people to repeat cards and I was repeating cards on my own anyway so there were times where I did Gift of Abundance twice on a thing which I can't quite remember every time I did it but one time I used it for energy just because like I need energy Mm -hmm. which is really helpful but when you have someone that replays powers as their main shtick anyway and then you have someone else who also stacks replaying powers on the side we were replaying stuff all the time because river was control i was doing whatever we needed and then earth was allowing us just to do whatever those simple basics that we found over and over and over and over and over again it was great one thing that was hilarious though was like about 10 20 minutes ago laura was saying how she was able to remove a lot of blight from the game because she repeated but you were able to right with a bite removal card in our game i also 
did that. We were playing a game where we had a lot of blight. It was their first time. They were having fun. We didn't have a blight card because it was their first time. I kind of wanted to do an easier experience with right. them. But we had some blight on the board. And as a player of the game, I'm like, that's a lot more blight than I'd like. <laughs> so what was cool, though, and thematically appropriate, was I found a card called Renewing Rain, which allows mm. you to remove blight from a jungle or a sand. And so what was cool is it's a very cheap card and removes a blight. Then if you have three plant elements, you can add a wild token. But what happened was is I played this card and then I repeated it three times, mm. which means I played that card four times, removing four blight in one turn. And then at the end of my turn, what I did is I did Water Nourish's Life's Growth and I removed a fifth blight from removing my presence from a spot. It was wow. near the end of the game. So that was five presents in a single turn. It was really weird just to be this vacuum cleaner, just cleaning <laughs> just getting everything. I just felt kind of like a dog when maybe on your dinner table, you smack something off or you bump something and like it falls on the ground and all the crumbs are on the ground. Your dog's mm-hmm. like, I got it! And it's like, grabs everything. Down the dog. I know, I was just like swooping in. But it was so perfect though for a brand new pair of people that had never played the game before who were lighting a little bit more and getting their presence killed because A, I was able to get their presence back and into an advantageous spot, but I was also able just to completely fill that. I wonder if downpour is a good spirit to play then if you're playing with amongst new people. Kind of like I how green so. is, like spread rampant green right. is helping us someone else grow faster. Right, mm, but this felt... their experience. Yeah. Right, but like I said, I was able to get presence back on the board when they had it destroyed, and I was able to clean up so much blight. Mm-hmm. And that's something he can do. Sure, if I found a damage card, I could maybe repeat damage, or if I found a fear card, I could repeat fear. But what did we need? We needed healing, and we needed presence restoration. So I healed blight, and I restored the presence. It was exactly what we needed, and it was really cool. And that was my experience with Downpour, and I had a lot of fun. Great spirit. Easily for my first impressions, easy A tier, might mm. even be S tier. Quick thoughts just to the room. Do we think that this is a high complexity spirit? I don't know. Honestly, I didn't really think so. It wasn't like a brain burner or something. No, it wasn't. Or... Like, I understand. I'd say moderate. Honestly, I would lean towards the moderate. Movement? Maybe the movement, but I don't think that's so hard. Personally, I mean, that's just my opinion, of I, course, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know who decides what is right. moderate and what is high, but yeah. Even the I special honestly... rules aren't that difficult. Like, either you repeat or you get money for two water. That's right. not the hardest. Or, right. And the once, wetland. Once you've played a few games of Spirit Island, I feel as if these concepts aren't super high. You know, like you said, I agree. Someone like we have a couple of friends who have now played like three times, four times, Mm -hmm. and moving them out of the low complexity spirits. I think this would be an excellent one Mm -hmm. to give them. It's fun. You're doing a lot. You're not just like stuck in one place. Mm -hmm. It opens you up to a lot more bigger experience. Fractured days, starlight being very high, finder very high. I get it. That That makes makes sense to me. That makes sense to me. Shroud of Silent Mist being high. I could understand. I wonder if it's just all the movement. It might be the movement. I think miss special rule of like targeting and then gathering. That, that I could see that that's being a little high. tricky. Downpour though, I think I agree with you. Yeah. I think I would have a petition to change downpour to moderate and to change many minds to high. Many minds is a lot of movement. But Anyway. There's a lot going on. <laughs> My game. Let's hear it. <laughs> um, has anyone seen Oh Brother, We're Out Thou? That is literally on my list. You've never oh, seen it? I haven't, it. but it's Watch on it my tonight. list. Watch it tonight. Watch it tonight right now. Do you know any of the songs? 
I don't. Oh, man, there's this one great one. Well, like, let me take that back. Maybe a famous song that I've heard of, and perhaps... I am a man of oh, yeah, I sorrow. That's from that movie? That's from that movie. Okay, so, okay, there you go. So I have heard maybe a song or two. I just didn't know it came from there, so... Well, but, it was, like, Grammy-winning soundtrack back yeah, in, like, 2000 really... when it came out. I feel like it kind of went under the radar for a lot of people, that movie. Or maybe the it was movie bigger. Might have, but, like, the soundtrack Oh no, the soundtrack because it's, like, all this, like, Appalachian folk-style music. It's based on the Odyssey. It's Appalachian, but... <laughs> I like Appalachian. No, it, it actually, no, it actually is Appalachian or Appalachian. The Webster's Dictionary says that both are viable. Oh, well then there you it go. It says nice. Appalachian is a southern more style to say, and most northerners say Appalachian. That's I went like to a, school in the south, I picked up some things, y'all. <laughs> so the big, big from the Appalachian. Wait, how this all ties in? <laughs> Alright, yeah, that, back to Spirit Island. That, <laughs> that band in the movie oh, is called the, movie. the Soggy Bottom Boys. The Soggy Bottom Boys. So, one day... <laughs> Laura- it's a group of toddlers. With diapers. <laughs> oh. No. Does it have to be... I mean, diapers, yeah, but who said they had to be young? Ah! <laughs> a bunch of geriatric. <laughs> yeah. Spirit out! <coughs> all diapers. Sometimes we like coming up with things, so we did river, ocean, and downpour. Uh, water so, team. So that was the Yee. soggy bottom spirit team that we came mm. up with. And like you were saying, Ryan, there's just so much synergy there, which is really cool. Team water flows, pun intended, together really well. Yeah, so... So well. Being able to make sacred sites, like you're saying, for river so river gets stronger and able to reach the ocean with those extra sacred sites Mm -hmm. which is a really nice combo one thing i found because we've all just like touched a lot there was one turn where i didn't have any card plays but i still was able to trigger my innate and that was so awesome because i finally got to that air so i triggered Mm -hmm. rain and mud suppress conflict oh because you had upgraded your element track i mean sorry your (laughs) energy track so much that you're able to trigger your innates because of how many elements are on the track i played no cards that round and just def- <laughs> I def- everywhere I was in defend That's one crazy. Per- and again That's crazy. we're talking about stall and delay sometimes right. downpour can get that yeah I did every now and then when I was defending a lot and I was negating Dahan counterattack damage I was like man I really feel bad about this Dahan counterattack damage that I keep negating because usually when I defend you know I can defend and the Dahan can counterattack for me and I really like that and there's like a specific satisfaction with defending and then having Dahan be your sword yeah mm-hmm. that's like the sword and shield build and so I really like how fast and how consistently you can get defense out there with downpour to enter the world. But I was like, oh man, I am kind of missing out on yeah. this counterattack stuff. I guess that's why Badlands could be really useful if there's Maybe. like a Badlands spirit with downpour. Because then that one, even if one damage gets through, there's a Badlands, you can still take yeah. out the town. Yeah, so maybe there's some cool plays in there still. Definitely some synergy, but it was very cool to trigger something, defense, and just kind of stall yeah. because there is this like, I don't want to say loophole, but I was considering this. The second growth option we're all talking about, you get to place two presents, you gain two water, but you have to discard two cards. Uh-huh. So I was thinking, and I had to look this up on the question. Fact check it. The fact check it uh, yeah. for Spirit Islands. Like, I only had one card left. Yeah. So it says, can you take the second growth option for downpour if you only have zero or one power cards? The answer is yes. Oh. Discarding two cards is not listed as a requirement or cost, but as a growth effect. Ooh. You must perform that effect to the extent possible. In this case, you as would, best you can, as best you can, you would be left with oh. zero cards. So I, I have, actually did not know that. Thank you for that. That's actually I, really good. The only reason I knew it because I had one card left in my hand, but I really wanted yeah, it came to place up. that extra presence. Yeah, I'm just like I because I wanted to get to that purple, that mm-hmm. air. So I discarded my last card and was played no cards that round, but was able to defend. Yeah, stall until next round where I was gaining energy and money and stuff so yeah that was just like the big thing that happened that game 
I think on, on the last podcast, because we talked about your miss game, I picked up Savage Transformation, which is like one of the yes. worst, <laughs> in my mind, one of the least powerful majors. But when you're repeating it three times, you're making all these beast tokens as we were playing with mines and taking out explorers. I think it's like two fear, you exchange an explorer for a beast token. So just like, oh, this is kind of a lame major. This is one I always typically forget or discard. But I still love that card, though. And it's cheap, which was perfect for downpour, because I'm guessing none of us here non to late game you really start going after majors for down you're trying to save that money and you yeah, can make i mo- personally i don't really go for majors early that's more like you said a late game thing maybe if i'm playing maybe. shifting memory i will go into an early major grab but mm-hmm. yeah i agree with you and one of the fun things about downpour is that you can repeat and if it's an expensive major mm. maybe you can save up the money to play it once but you only get like you know that one or two card plays so but if you getting can... something that's major but small major yeah like a savage transformation or like everyone's been saying like blight removal cards anything from the minor power if you do it times three that becomes a major in my mind right Mm. so it was a very fun spirit to play i think out of all of them this is one of the most like untapped potentials yeah because there's so many different ways to play it so many different ways on the track and so many repeating that just like that can get silly if you repeat (laughs) a card three times yeah so yeah love the spirit great design seriously as we wrap up downpour easily one of the better spirits in jagged earth in my personal opinion i think that downpour was so much more fun than i thought like in practice it was Mm -hmm. so intoxicating i love downpour easily one of the ones i would get back to probably a top 10 spirit okay out of 24 i would say top 10 this is such a great character love it absolutely love it all right next up is lure of deep wilderness yes this is a fun one he Uh, is oh my word is it (laughs) (laughs) we had (laughs) so a thing people at home might start to notice and we just talked about this i like theming Mm -hmm. synergizing my teams so we did our our water peeps and we've talked about the hellstone and fire or brimstone what's it called oh yeah the hellfire and brimstone hellfire brimstone really quick though this is complete curiosity complete curiosity john and i talked about having a four-player team of team water and we theorized that, by the way, for clarification, Team Water is Downpour, Mist, Ocean, River. Mm-hmm. And John and I theorized that if we were to do a four-player game with Team Water, that Laura would love to play Ocean on that team. Love me some Ocean. So if I didn't, ocean. we were thinking I would probably play Mist, John would probably play Downpour, and we called that you would probably want to play Ocean. Are we correct? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Though I love me some River, though. Yeah. Oh, love River. Sorry, <laughs> I interrupted you. No, no worries. So we did the Beastie Boys. <laughs> just from the band of like, no, that... here's a little story you got to tell about three bad brothers you know so well. Uh, for those 90s raps at all. <laughs> Would that be Many Minds, Sharp Fangs, and Lure? And... Trickster? Trickster! I know Trickster's just like, eh? But Trickster can sprout. Use a few beasts. Yeah, Yeah. use some beasts. There's basically one card. Unexpected Tigers. Yeah, it's it's one of the best names ever. Oh my! (laughs) What? There's a tiger. Closet? (laughs) They're there. Like, wait, what? (laughs) So that was our team. And I don't know. We should have counted how many Beastie Boys. Sorry. Beastie ended up I think we ran out did well, you really out of tokens so we have 3D printed ones that we got mm. on Etsy so you know what you sent me a picture of how many tokens were on the board so we had to crack out the cardboard it ones. was many lots Many I lots. actually saved it. I'll go and post it on the Facebook. I'll oh, write it. that's a good one. I'll write it down. I think so I might have been Snapchat, guys. so I'm glad you First saved one to it. count them and tell us wins nothing. nothing. <laughs> that will be me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a Snapple? Hey! You buy those. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Great, that game! <laughs> anyway, 
we've been talking just about behind the scenes stuff. Obviously, we talk about this game a lot. Yeah. Anyone with city manipulation oh. is very powerful. It's huge. Which keeps lightning higher up because yeah. people sometimes want and finder. and finder. The birds. The birds, the mm-hmm. preys. Anyone that can handle a city river struggles unless near the coast. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because that's where she gets bonus damage. Exactly. So there's just times if you are able to gather mm-hmm. in a whole city, we talked about that's crazy. I, dude, it's so weird because, <laughs> well, cities are supposed to be this big threat, you know? They're immovable. They're high health. They're really damaging. They're mm-hmm. like this big, urgh, this big tough thing. And then you just be like, <laughs> no. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm gathering you in. Yeah. So we're supposed to talk like our games. I My first game was actually Laura playing Lure and she gathered a city and I forgot that Lure did that. And I yeah. was just like, he thought I was wrong again. <laughs> Uh, uh, that so was a So I had to check the innate power for sake society to chase after dreams with yeah. a name. But yep. it, it was just so cool to see that city move and just get lured into yeah. this wildernessy place. Right. I thought it technically would... it breaks down and then it gets pulled, but same difference. It's moved. <laughs> Mechanically, it gets lured. No, I know in. what you mean. I know what you mean. But it was just very easy to do damage because there were so many extra tokens yeah. on the board when we did that team. And like you said, you had trickster on the field. There was so you much. had many mines on the field. You had sharp fangs. There's beasts everywhere. So swallowed by wilderness just becomes so strong. Yeah. One damage per token, basically. Right. Maxes out at five. But when I was right. playing this, it was just getting like five damage. Five damage. Right. Five damage. It but was basically fast power, though. Fast power. And it was basically a major. I mean, Talons of Lightning is five damage. Right. And that mm-hmm. is a six energy. This right. was a one energy card. Right. I was able to spam because I almost got into a reclaim loop. You got to be careful with the growth because mm-hmm. I went bottom track heavy. Did you? Okay. So I wasn't getting as many elements. It's one of those things you were talking about where I want more playthroughs just to see the different yeah. styles. Yeah. Because I was playing four cards over and over again, but mm-hmm. because I was doing that, I had to keep reclaiming. Yeah. So it was kind of stunting growth, and I wasn't triggering as much. I know there is that second growth option to gain an element, but I feel like I could have played it differently and may have been a stronger thing. Mm. But just in itself, it was a fun game of all these beast tokens, and then Lure gathering everything in and just doing this like earthquake of damage. Yeah, it's insane. And the thing that's so great, though, when you are playing with other token users is that this guy is so flexible with token users. That's one of the things we talked about with the whole Jack of All Trades Mm -hmm. approach that this guy has. It's because you have someone else who's using tokens, perhaps. You can be like, hey, you're using that token too? Same here, bro. And you can go and take advantage of their tokens that they're using for themselves. So not only are they benefiting from it, but you can benefit from it as well because that card that you said can do damage with all of these tokens. It's so great. great. Perfect. When I first read about the spirit, heard about the spirit we talked about in the hype list, I worried it was going to be like ocean and that scared me yeah i i really i'm i'm not good <laughs> it's at, so not the case with this guy it's not and i'm just not good with ocean and i love when laura plays ocean but there isn't as many limitations i'll say that yeah. i originally thought ocean has more limitations i think much and even if yes lure can't go to the coast mm-hmm. but since you are bringing things in it doesn't mm-hmm. really matter yeah so that was my gaming experience. It was just so cool having all these tokens on the board. Oh, I know. And it was so cool. You're setting up like this depot. And you know Badlands I mean? too. So that five damage was actually like being... Right. It can actually be more than that. Be more than that. Because beca- of Badlands. Because Lure spitting out Badlands. So it was a really fun game. Just one I won't forget of right. just those theme games and all these right. beasts attacking and mm-hmm. scaring off the invaders with this army. It's of- really different. And softly beckon ever inward. You feel so cool when you like play that one and just everyone just gets pulled in and you're yeah. like oh were you about to ravage were you over there mr explorer about to build nope 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 nope, nope. nope. you can just <laughs> i love it so that was my game i 
did not like it as much. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> this is actually going to be a uniquely, I'm not going to say controversial opinion, but I'm actually really curious to hear about this because a lot of people think that this guy is like crazy. So I'm you really know, curious I, I to hear about this. I see on the Reddits, everybody's like, we love Lure. And I'm like, I did not. So Lure's, talk about that. Lure's what been was... called best boy on Reddit. <laughs> best boy. B-O-I-I-I-I-I. Yeah, yeah. I love the internet. Sometimes. Um, <laughs> sometimes. No, I think I was also very soon into the Jagged Earth expansion. Okay. And like we've talked about, me and Badlands did not understand each other. I gave you the player eight card. <laughs> what was I going to do with that? Read it! Uh, <laughs> Read it! The direction's on the card! I don't know. I don't know what it was about Badlands. I was like, I don't know and I don't want to find out. I was like, it's Creature weird. Creature of habit. I'm also really bad at strategy. Like, I think you're doing just fine. Anyway, would, it's all new. It's understandable. No, but like, new. with yeah. everything being so slow, yeah. it would be everything like, slow with this you guy, had to one think card. ahead and think through, you know, that what's gonna build, so what's going to be there, so where can I move all of my things? Because I can't just, unless I pick up a defense card, I ain't got none, right. you know? So, right. that's just not my real play style. And then I think, yeah, with all of the tokens out there, sometimes when it gets all cluttered with tokens, my brain just kind of, eh, wait, what? Very and busy. You even look at his little board thing and it's very busy mm-hmm. which is great but right. it's just kind of like ah whoa whoa and then all of this like if this then that then shove then voodoo right and you're like oh my goodness gracious right so yeah i need to give Laura another chance i'm not Do gonna say think... he's awful he's obviously very well thought out and very good yeah it just, it wasn't my style. Yeah. But I need to try it again. Would you think that if you played him again, now that you have a better understanding of like more Jagged Earth concepts, like for instance, the Badlands situation, would you say that you'd probably play him a little bit better? Definitely. Or be more successful, I mean? Definitely. And we've already talked about like my play style is don't learn the strategy first, just kind of see what happens. And mm-hmm. that often doesn't go well when you're doing something that needs more strategy rather than just like smacking stuff. So... All right. I think that was it. How was your experience with him, Ryan? Well, I can now cast aside the facade that I've been putting over myself for the past 10 minutes. Oh my Uh, gosh! This dude is insane! (laughs) Who play tested this guy? (laughs) What the heck? This guy is OP! Nice poker face, Ryan. We're playing him today and I'm going to play him again because so help me. (laughs) So, of the people that I've played as, one of the fun things I've been doing is I have like these first impressions Mm -hmm. of where they are in a tier list. Okay, this guy is definitely at least A tier. This guy's definitely this, definitely this. Easy S tier. I don't even care. Yes, I know that every spirit can be played poorly or whatever. Holy cow! Maybe it's because I play green all the time and he's my main. He has like some similarities to green. I, I was, a- so. was able oh, to yeah. do him a lot better. I had a cleared board on turn four. You're kidding. Turn four clear board. What? The heck? John, you were there. You were actually in that game. Against Russia adversary. We were right. playing against an adversary too. So wow. Lure. Lure is... I was not expecting this. Like, you know how before when we looked at the base game and you were introduced to Spirit Island, you're like, I wonder who the powerful guys are. Well, the ocean sounds like he could be a powerful guy because, like, the ocean is, like, strong. It's everywhere. You know, maybe the rock giant. Rock giants are strong and, you know, it's true and whatever. Yeah. But to me, the strongest character from that I was the most successful with was the little bush. <laughs> was green. And so in the same way, I looked at Laura. I was like, oh, yeah, pretty cool. Then he comes in here and he's just... 
just completely dominates the field. So why in the world was this guy so crazy? So first off, we went up against Russia. And one of the things that I think helped us was, yes, we only did Russia level one. So we had them at level one with their base difficulty. So it's not the most tough version of Russia out there. Russia's I understand tough, that. Though, I understand that. But the thing was, is All it was my very players. first game as Lure. It was my brother's very first game as Vengeance. It was a three-player game. Sorry. It was a three-player game between Vengeance, Trickster, that mm-hmm. was you, and me as Lure. I was not invited. And so you were this, working was, late. this was the day you were grading papers. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, so we had this three-player game against Russia, and we negated them so badly so efficiently that I didn't even remember that it was Russia. I honestly thought that it was just a nameless... I was like, oh yeah, Russians were here? Oh, sorry. Like, the thing was, is like, all the Russians, like, start to land on Spirit Island. We have come here to subjugate Spirit Island under the Zerodin for the Rodina. And then Lure of Deep Wilderness is right behind him in the bushes, just sneaks up behind him and is like, Brviet. <laughs> okay, need I say more with this following statement? Even Russians were scared mm. of Lure. Enough said. Like, what I the think, heck? Like, the biggest counter pick. So, oh my goodness. I mean, we were talking about rock, paper, scissors. Lure countered Russia so hard. And Trickster countered Russia so hard. Mm. Why? Because Lure gets to straight up ignore explorers. Well, that's the big thing about Russia. And Russia, explorer. yeah. Russia has upgraded explorers. And we were at first like, oh no, Russia, they hunt beasts and stuff. And we have a beast user, and I'm a beast user. Yeah, oh no, I this know. might be bad. And we're like, yeah, no. Because <laughs> I was able to ignore them. But Trickster... Trickster was able to go and strife a lot of them. And guess what? Russia's explorers do extra damage. Yeah, that's tough. Guess what? Doesn't matter if they're strifed because you were just like strife, 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 mm-hmm. which blocks all the damage that that one guy does. So you were strifing people who would usually would do two damage, even though they're explored. And you're like, Haha, nope. And nope. I was sitting there just gathering them all in and I was just going and ignoring them. So the defense was really weird because yes, there is no defend cards. But the thing is, is so long as they're explorers, you literally ignore them. Mm. It's so weird. It's a defense not in the form of defend cards, but it's defense in the fact that you just don't exist. Literally, you do exist. But, you know, they're in trance. They're like that whole, like, they've been Comatose. Yeah, they've been charmed, that whole thing. So in our three-player game, we had a fear card on turn one. That was it was amazing. ridiculous. That's very difficult. Turn wow. one? That's we had a fear difficult. card? Because I know we had Vengeance, and he was generating some fear, and you had played a card or something that got us fear, but Lure was surprisingly scary, too. That was my biggest worry about Lure. I'm I was not like, what? generating enough. Fear. This guy is really scary mm-hmm. for someone who's like a defender, controller, and a tech. Like, it's, he has his finger in a lot of pies, which is one of the reasons why he was rated so high on my hype list. But it was so weird. Like, turn one fear card. I cleared my board by turn four. <laughs> and I didn't have any assistance, guys. None. John didn't help me. Peter didn't help me. John went over to go and help Peter because he was doing stuff with Vengeance. Mm-hmm. And they were doing some stuff. I was just by myself. Cleared my board by turn four. It was ridiculous. And I didn't have any help. And I think this guy might be able to be just a beast in solo play. I I would love to play this guy in solo. He'd be like, and we're done. I think this this is the most independent spirit. Honestly, yeah. Seriously. There were so many things I thought might be an issue or might be a problem with this guy, and it really wasn't. Mm -mm. The problem with this guy as far as balance was, I feel as if every time there was meant to be an intended flaw with the spirit that the player has to find a way to work around was already covered somehow by another thing that he does. So, okay, dude, I had this one big play on turn five. It was ridiculous. You took pictures of this. I did have pictures. 
depiction of this. And this game that I'm speaking of, by the way, our lure game was documented. So it's on our Facebook page if you want to go and check, check it out. out. I had this one crazy turn on turn five where my brother had a ton of people on this one land and it was blighted and it had like six explorers, seven explorers, and it had two towns in there. So, Laura and I have a phrase where it's like, just push into the problem sites. Yeah. It's like, we'll make deal it, with just, that. Just make that one. It can blight. Commit to the chaos. Yeah. You have one that you commit to being awful so that mm-hmm. the rest can breathe free. Yeah. <laughs> the blood of our people are your lands kept safe. <laughs> Our ninth Lord of the Rings reference. Ninth! <laughs> and it won't be the last. So, anyway, so he had this problem spot. Not that he was, like... He had plans. He was dealing with oh, it. He sure. was blighted. So that means that with Vengeance, he can do bonus damage there. He was getting to it. But I'm like, I have nothing else to do. I have a clear board. And that was, like, the closest spot. You know what? I'm just going to go over there and mm-hmm. start setting up shop. So, in a single turn, with one presence... I went over there with one presence because I could grow up at range four. Insane. It was an inland land within range four. So I just went over there. I was able to gather a bunch of people people in. Luckily, we did get fortunate with a fear card that gathered a bunch of people. It was a card that let us gather explorers and towns, and so it was one of those ones where each player chooses a land, and then you can gather stuff. Didn't we keep choosing that land? So what we did was we did that domino effect. Oh, right. Where we funneled. I picked one, then Peter picked the one adjacent to that one, so they kind of like <laughs> did this domino effect. So we funneled a lot of people in there. So then when we were done with the fear card, I had done a power which gathered. I did the one that broke down people and pulled them in for sake society to chase after dreams so i broke down a town and brought in some explorers that were from that town and so by the end of all of those powers there were 14 explorers one town five beasts and two badlands and a wilds token in the same land 14 explorers one town that's 15 people and then in one turn boop all gone wow killed all of them in a single turn here's the problem guys that was way too easy. <laughs> it didn't require a whole lot of energy. It didn't require me to have a sacred site. It, it didn't was... require a major power that you picked up. No, it was just, eh, just my innates. Your innates are so friggin' strong with mm. this guy. Oh my gosh. And like I said, it was fun. It was satisfying. But I'm like, who playtested this guy? <laughs> who cares? Release. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, did I just get the perfect star aligning combinations of stuff? Well, like you said, we had the fear card help. And... Right, but the capability to do that was just so... So easy. Mm. That was a one-turn thing. It wasn't a let me plan for this. You know what? I think I have this cool three-turn plan that could result in some cool things. It was, hey, where do you have trouble? You have trouble over there? Let me go there. Let me do all this. Hey, the fear card made it a little bit more lucrative, perhaps. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the turn, the slow phase, all dead. Yes, he had some disease that he spit. So it was maybe combining the fact that since he combines well with other token users, token users maybe this lethality was achieved because of a good team build. Maybe that could be it. But it seemed so cheesy. So crazy. And so we had a turn seven, terror two victory. It was crazy. For me, terror three victories are the most common. Terror two victories are less common. Fear victories are even less common. And I myself, I myself, a person never gotten a terror level one victory. But that's, you know, for now. So if I think that this guy is ridiculously strong, dare I say OP... Why do I think he's OP? Well, the problem is, is that Lure can do a lot of things that other people can, but he can do them simply better. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, I felt as if Lure had Shadows downgrading, Mm. but I had Lightning's offense, but I had Finder's range. Yeah. Because 
I can downgrade much faster and better than shadows. Oh, and I get to move people when I do it instead of just they have to stay still. And I don't even have to be there. I can just be like, hey, that guy over there, come in. Woohoo! Then Lightning's offense, he has to reclaim loop to do stuff. I'm just like, that city's dead. It's explorers now, and they're ignored. They're gone. And then later I can kill him. Oh, there's a town over there. Oh, hey, guess what? I can just do five damage, bam. <laughs> and a fast? And he's fast? Yeah. Really? Of all of his cards to be fast, the damage one is his fast one? Very rare in Spirit Island. Very uncommon. But hey, it's his only fast one, so I'll take it. But still, I was like, what? Like, I'm killing people faster than Lightning did. Mm -hmm. And then, like I said, Finder can go anywhere. And I'm like, wow, go to an inland land range four away. I can go anywhere I wanted. That's basically anywhere. No, you can't go to coastal lands, but why bother? Because guess what? Forsake Society, Chase Have Your Dreams can go into a coastal land. Because guess what? The target land isn't an inland land for that power. It just says invaders, mm -hmm. which means it can be on a coastal land. So, hey, guess what happened to my city that was on the coast in land number two? Break it down, pull in. Haha. <laughs> Got it. So guess what? <laughs> Remember how we were talking about how Ocean can't really go into his no-go zones unless Literally can't. he finds cards to yeah. do so? Mm -hmm. This guy can go to his no-go zone just fine. He can go right up to the doorstep and be like, hey, hey pull people in and just yoink, grab people from the coast. So it's like, oh my word, this guy's supposed to be limited by the fact that he can't go to the coast. No problem. No flaw there. Also, another thing was my growth options. I thought I was going to be more handicapped with my growth options. No, I like the growth. Because they're option one or two, then three or four. So here's the awkward thing, guys. Uh, option three is your MVP. Oh my gosh. It is a element spike and an energy spike. I never had energy problems. Not even once. So I never even bothered gaining a power until like later on in the game. Option three was way too lucrative. I think because the innates are some of, I would say, the strongest the in the game. best innates yeah. out there among the top innates in the game. You always want to get elements to right. do it. So that's why I would say I right. would go more top track just to get those elements if I were to play Luger right. again. So I talked about finding a sweet spot with everyone. I think with this guy, the sweet spot you want to do is when it comes in regards to reclaiming cards or adding a presence, because that is like the one thing that you have to worry about. Hey, if I gain a presence, I don't get to reclaim cards. Or if I reclaim cards, I don't get to do a presence. For me, I set the formula of do presence once, twice, and then on the third, reclaim. Okay. So every three turns, reclaim. So it's going to be turn one and two, presence. Turn three, reclaim. Four and five, presence. Six, reclaim. Seven, eight, presence, nine, reclaim. So mm. every other two, I guess, technically, you would be going and reclaiming. So on your third turns, that was my sweet spot because it allowed me to upgrade, upgrade, then reclaim. Upgrade, upgrade, reclaim. And like we said, this guy starts off with three presents out there, which means that he only has to upgrade 10 times, but he's so ridiculously efficient on his growth tracks that every single time that he upgrades, he it something. is an improvement yeah. on something. There's no repeats on his track. So every time you're doing one of those upgrade, upgrade, reclaim, upgrade, upgrade, reclaim, whenever you do those two upgrades, whatever you're upgrading, it is getting better. So what I did was I actually, I alternated. This is one of the first times that I did one on the card play, then one on the top, then one on the card play, one on the energy. Just going bottom up, bottom mm -hmm. up, bottom up. So I did it very equally. By the end of the game, I like I said, turn four, I'd cleared my board and we had won the game and I was only halfway upgraded. That's what's <laughs> scary to me is we haven't even seen Lure's full potential I know, I didn't even yet. get to the reclaim too. You didn't get to any of the reclaims. You didn't get to like five energy a turn. It was mid game and we had already won. Right. And so, so we think it's already OP. We haven't even seen like against a very difficult adversary right. where we're going to stage three. Right. And you're fully upgraded. I didn't even really need to gain a new power card. Sure, late game when things were clear, I started to delve into more power cards. You had stuff. the energy for it. But here's the thing, though. What I did was I did option two and three. Option two and three, two and three, then mm -hmm. one and three. Option two and three, two and three, one and three. Option two and three, two and three. When I did so, 
I was always having enough energy because option three gives you an element that you need between moon, plant, and air, and it also gives you energy. So it gives you a spike of both. What I did first was I pulled from my card play, which let me get more cards, and mm -hmm. more cards means more elements because the more cards that you play, the more elements that you can get a hold of. Then I was getting more elements from both cards that I had, and I was getting an element of my choice from option three. So triggering my innates was pretty much never an issue. Sure, I could go and in later turns get higher tiers of my innates, mm -hmm. but right from the game start, I was going dee -bee -dee -bee -dee, triggering this innate, triggering that innate. And so about these innates, one of the reasons why I think this guy's kind of OP or like really strong is because he has multi-action innates, multi-use innates. Some people have innates that they just do one thing, like ocean, just pound ships into splinters, just fear. That's literally all it does. And it's a good one. Oh yeah. It's a good one. You can get up to four like, fear. Like Sharp Fangs has one called Ranging Hunt, which allows him to both move and do damage and then move again. Okay, that's starting to get a little bit more complicated, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but most people it's just they just do one thing maybe you can repeat it or whatever but this thing does so much so his first innate downgrades invaders has invader control gains fear and can be repeated his second one destroys explorers damages people places badlands gains fear and can be repeated like what yeah that is a lot of things that is all confided into just two innates so if you were triggering two innates that's nine things i just said yeah, some of them are copies, but that's a bunch of stuff that you are doing with just two innates. You got invader manipulations as far as movement. You can cause fear in multiple cases when you move people, when you mm -hmm. kill explorers. Killing explorers gets you fear. I'm sorry, wasn't that like a claim to flame that Shadows and Sharp Fangs had? Yeah, well, Sharp not Banks. anymore. This guy can do it too. This guy can place Badlands and do bonus damage with them. He can just straight up destroy invaders. So if for some reason a explorer would have extra health and gone, just destroyed. It didn't say, you know, damage them it's just destroyed. My point being, these stuff do so much. Downgrading, damage, control, fear, and oh, by the way, after you place your badlands and do all this crap that I just described, let's do it again. Repeat! Yeah. Like, <laughs> what? What's interesting oh, is Keeper, I think, is like the unanimous, like one of the strongest spirits, but Keeper takes time to get there. Mm -hmm. It's another slow spirit, and it's, it's not big right off the bat. It's not big right off the bat, but you were saying you were triggering your innate because of that third growth option. It was insane. Very early in the game. And I was out wild tokens. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if this, you know, the spirit gets a little less if you're playing with no other token users and maybe takes more to build up your damage. That's another reason why mm. I want to try this guy again. Yeah. Because like I said, perhaps we, we played as him in the perfect catered. incubated environment, mm -hmm. which could be the case. Could be the case. A lot of people were saying, okay, well, if you think he's OP, what would you do to balance this guy to make him not so OP? Well, I would probably do option three, make it a little bit worse. Don't give yourself as much energy because of it, because you get two energy from it and an element spike. So either maybe change which elements you gain or how much energy you gain, or you don't gain any. Okay. Or maybe you kind of just completely alter his growth options. So instead of picking one or two, then three or four, just do this a standard, just pick one okay. of three. Maybe you can figure out a good balance there without having to gut the guy with his unique identity. Maybe have some cards and abilities that require sacred sites. Literally nothing this guy does requires a sacred site. That would force you to A, get more presence in a spot to ignore more invaders, which is something the player will want to do anyway, so you don't have to worry about breaking into a new strategy because players are probably already going to be making sacred sites anyhow, but it will force the player to make a plan and not be able to carry it out immediately and just destroy the board. Yeah. If it requires a sacred
sacred site. Oh, dude, okay, I'm gonna start doing this. You see Earth being able to defend three with sacred sites. All right, I'm gonna place one presence here, and right now that one presence doesn't do any defend, but don't worry, in a future turn, work on it some more and get defense. Cool, then when he does, hey, I got defend three, I was working on this for several turns. But that extra mm. turn, yeah, those extra turns. Right, it was something he earned. This one, like I said, one turn, bam, 14 explorers in a town, dead. Yeah. Got it. I just, oh yeah, I just, Cody just threw <laughs> at range four, which is really far. Just, just spat it really far. Here I am, buddy. Grab them all in. It was just like a implosion grenade. I threw it from far away, and when the grenade went off, everything got sucked in and died. Like, it was, it was really crazy. Cool. It was cool to see. Absolutely crazy. So, I would probably do that, make some of his cards or abilities require sacred sites, and I maybe, I wouldn't have him start off with three presents. I'd maybe start him off with one or two, because then he's going to have to upgrade more in his tracks. Mm. Then, make his tracks slightly more inefficient to balance him, have some repeats on there. Yes, I hate seeing that, because I like seeing power, but this was almost too much to me. Like I said, this was my first impressions. I could be completely talking to the wind in the fact that we had a very well-built team so maybe the quality wasn't because lure was op but the team we had was just perfect and we had the fear cards that went just perfectly i can admit that but like i said my first impression was that this guy was just really really strong and like I said, I was looking at my board for a little bit, trying to figure out what to do on turns one and two. But then once I found that rhythm, I think it was kind of similar to green mm-hmm. in a way, just because I feel as if the unique growth options, you know, you do this always and this one that gets kind of similar to what green does because he's always placing a presence and you always want to figure out, okay, I can go here and go there. Why not? In my opinion, all the plant based people in this game are exceptionally strong. I think Keeper is really strong. I think Lure is really strong. I think Green is really strong. If you really have no idea where to go on to next, guys, and you're like a new player and you don't know what quality person you want to look at next to get to learn better, any of the plant guys. And if you if you like defense-minded characters, if you're a fan of Earth, I think that you will really make a good and simple transition from Earth to one of the plant dudes. Especially Green, because I think they're defensively minded, but they can just do a little bit more, just in a little bit different way. But anyway, those are my opinions on Lure. Oh my goodness, that guy is ridiculous, and I want to play his again as far as people i get back to it's probably going to be mist first and then lure second okay only because those were the guys that really stuck out to me as powerful but the thing is is that mist didn't appear to me as just ridiculously lactic cheese as this guy did but that's just my opinion that's my experience i've only had one game so take that with a grain of salt y'all but there you go there was my opinions on lure of the deep wilderness i think think, yeah go ahead i think it'll be really interesting then to hear like how lure is when you don't have those other spirits yeah. helping you because that was yeah. that's an incredible incredible it's really game. nice because no, he I needs definitely to... want to replay lure I know well but... the thing that's cool though is when he sets up his spots to ignore people you know he can set up like a sacred site and he can ignore four explorers and then to kill them you want to set up all these tokens so I kind of felt like I was setting up these bases like these little depots like I'm mm. gonna set up a depot right mm-hmm. here of all these tokens I got my token factory here I got a disease token I got a badlands token I got an explorer here I got a wilds token I got some beast token I'm gonna pull in some Dahan which I thought was kind of funny how you can pull Dahan, but natively you can't do anything with him. Hey, yeah, you know, but it lends himself to maybe find a Dahan card that's pretty cool. Yeah. Anyway, but it's kind of cool to set up. All right, I'm going to set a base over here, guys. All right, Lord's in town. I'm going to be in. All right, let's get this factory going. And River does that too, where I'm like, I usually am trying to look for a defensive card because mm-hmm. River gathers and then sprouts more. <laughs> so I'm just like, oh, one of the things I want first is like find a defense card yeah. with River. Because you pull him in, but like you said, there's some spirits that don't really do much with yeah. Dahan. So if you guys ever have a bad experience, 
experience with Russia, I highly, highly advise that you take Lure onto your future team comps because... Counterpick. He is a fantastic counterpick. In my personal opinion, at first I was scared of Scotland for Lure because I'm like, wait, they do so many things on the coast. Yeah, I'm not afraid anymore. <laughs> Pick, was it E-board or F-board? One of the new ones where one of the inland lands is, like is adjacent to every single coastal uh, land. Oh, okay. Because that's the one I was on. Off the top of my mind, I can't remember which one it was, but it was one where the coastal lands, lands numbered one, two, and three, were all adjacent to the central land. And I was mm. able to just yoink. So since they're all adjacent, softly beckoned ever inward was constantly pulling people off of it. So for that board against Scotland and lure on it, I think will probably be your best play. The reason why I bring that up, guys, is because I heard a lot of people saying that Scotland is going to be like really good against lure. Well, I don't think it's going to be really too bad. Yeah, I think Lure's just a strong spirit. And we were playing Russia, so it just... When you have that counterpick, it looks even stronger. Like, oh no, explorers do extra damage. Lure doesn't care. Right, the severity of effect on the board seems bigger. Because the bad guys are supposed to be harder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and they're not. So. so yeah, I mean, obviously, initial thoughts. So we're going to have to replay these spirits. We all want to replay these yep. spirits. Yes. Alrighty, so that will do it for this one, guys. I hope you've enjoyed our first impressions of these guys. Now that we actually have some experience under our belt, I can't wait to go and further flesh these out. And in the next episode, we're just going to keep on trucking with the same kind of thing. Until then, I've been Ryan. And me, John. And I, Laura. And we will catch you guys on the Flippity Flip. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Kindred Spirit Podcast. We appreciate you taking the time to do so. Feel free to visit us on our Instagram and Facebook page. You can find me on our Facebook page at The Kindred Spirit Podcast. To get a hold of John, check out our Instagram page at thekSP123. We look forward to hearing from you and seeing you in future episodes.